All right, welcome to America's Podcast. Uh, today we have on Rachel, my wife, again. Uh, today we really wanted to just talk about starting things. Um, as you may know, I, I have the podcast and I do music and I uh, have been trying to get into skits. I did some skits with my friend Nelson. We, we did those back in Milwaukee and uh, eventually I'd like to start doing some more of those. But again, today we, we really just want to talk about I guess just starting things and being involved in whatever that you would like to do. Uh, a lot of people, they talk about doing things, but they don't always start them. And uh, first, I just wanted to pretty much just ask Rachel what what is something that she's wanted to do and something that, like how she started with it. So uh, one specific thing that I wanted to start would probably be... Um, <laughs> I guess college. <laughs> we could start there. Um, I always contemplated it for many years, but until I actually took a step and moved to college and started going to college, that's just kind of like uh, what got me going. I mean, classes and everything, you get to do those things. You figure out how those things go. You figure out how jobs go and uh, how your time management is supposed to go while you're doing it. There's really no way to plan ahead for something like that. It's just kind of, you have to take that first step in order to realize what comes next and how you're gonna handle it. And that's just a, a really good factor on how to even uh, figure out what you're made of. So, but yeah, just anything that you start with, you just have to, instincts tells you, maybe I should do this, try it. Don't wait. Don't sit on it. Don't think about it too long. Just do it. Well, how long did it take you to really, I guess, ponder going to college? Like, I know you, uh, somebody kind of helped you make that decision for you. But um, I guess, you know, after high school, were you immediately thinking about college or was it that was something that was on the back burner? That was honestly, while I was still in high school, everything I did in high school was in order to look good for college. Um, so I had always thought about college since, I guess, the beginning of school. That's the whole reason I'm in school that I thought. Um, and I didn't really get there because I didn't really, really know how to start going to college uh, at first because I didn't have the income. I didn't know how to sign up. My parents weren't too helpful in that situation because they hadn't gone to college themselves. So, I mean, I got like college letters from university saying, come to this college, come to this college. But it's just, I didn't know where to go from there. And then um, I already had jobs. So at that point I was like, okay, so first step would be to probably save up some money. Uh, I could I could have really like called somebody in uh, the college institution, but I don't know. I think I talked to them before and um, they the, the gist I got from it was, it's possible, you know, you just got to work. Uh, it's not going to be easy to work your way through college. Um, but there wasn't actually a first step. Uh, when it came to me actually going to college, I just, I realized saving up money was not possible for college. You're going to be thousands in debt no matter what, um, if you don't have, you know, money for that sort of thing. And so uh, my friend and her family, they knew first steps. Like they've 
had kids. They went to college. Their kids went to college. And uh, it just so happened that their daughter was going to this college that was supposed to be the cheapest in the U.S., Minot State. (laughs) And uh, so they let me know that they seriously wanted us, me to come with them, and they would help me set things up. So um, it's great to have friends that would help you in that manner. And they really, really did do me a solid by um, taking care of, like, uh, who to talk to and like I always felt like I was going in circles with talking to people on the phone with college and everything but um, uh, Teresa mother Teresa took care of all that for me and I just ended up like coming and just like paying dues and from that point on it was just I knew where to go from there like I go to counselors I talk to them about my classes and uh, I made sure I handled my debt in a timely manner Um, And at that point, it was, this is all me. So it took a while, but um, whenever uh, I got the help of a friend and their family, it was pretty hasty. I want to say within like a month. Within a month, I let uh, let my job know, hey, I'm going to be peacing out. I'm going to be going to college. And, you know, they were understanding. But so don't be afraid to let your job know that you're bettering your life. A lot of times if you have an employer that's mature and a good employer actually, they'll say, good for you, let us know if you can, you're back in town and uh, you can pick right back up where you left off. Uh, funny she br- brings that up because, so actually when um, when I got out of the Air Force, I started doing that, um, that program for the telecommunications and climbing the towers and that, that was kind of sketchy at first because um, I was like, I was trying to become that Huntsville, I was trying to become a Huntsville police officer. And then I had my interview for that. And then um, I got the phone call to do the telecommunications and I was like, screw it, whatever. So I did that. And then after that is when I started working the job with Infinity and then I got the phone call for the AAM program. So while I'm at the AAM program, Rachel is trying to decide on what she's going to do with her job. And I ended up taking a job here in Memphis, which is somewhat close to, you know, where we were living with my parents. And Rachel was trying to decide on if she wanted to quit her job immediately and come stay with me or if she was going to stay and do her job for a while. And that was a pretty big like decision for you. And it was funny what you just brought up about, you know, just don't be afraid to let your job know (laughs) (laughs) that you're quitting so you can better yourself. Cause Rachel was super sketched out about quitting her job. She was like, how was it like weeks that you were really worried about that? Oh, I was so worried. I, I, <laughs> I have a little bit of anxiety people who doesn't, uh, but that just kind of, it hit me hard just because I found this job <laughs> like in the middle of, uh, him going through school. And at this point I was like, I don't know his exact end date. You know, maybe I can make some cash on the side, uh, we'll see where this job goes. So I applied for this job. They didn't accept me accept me till like a month or so later. I go to find out what lifetime is, and it's amazing. <laughs> like 
It's the biggest and best gym I've ever Lifetime seen. Lifetime Fitness, by the way. That's yes, the gym yes. she works at. Um, it ends up being these employers that were around my age. Uh, they were female. And that was a whole new world for me. <laughs> I've never been in that situation. So I could really relate to them. We were always trying to get each other's back, and I was learning so much. And they skyrocket me to, like, the... Uh, the assistant to the assistant manager. <laughs> so, the assistant to the assistant manager. Yeah. She, her life was a living office. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the office for sure. Yeah, <clears throat> so I was like, man, these people trust me and they're so nice and they're just, you know, I, I like where this is going. It felt great. So then, you know, <laughs> Jackson hits me up with his, you know, his end date and I'm like, whew, the whole reason they hired me was so I could do this job when, in the when summer. When did you get hired there? Uh, February. Okay, so she got hired there in February, and I'm in the middle of the AAM program. Well, not, well, I guess, sort of kind of started. But anyways, I got there in the middle of January, mm-hmm. and so I've only been there for probably a month, and it's a three-month program. And, um, and we weren't sure where you were going to end up. Yeah, we didn't know where I was going to end up because I had multiple job offers in different locations, so... Rachel's just trying to decide on, you know, where we're going to end up living in. If she can transfer, she can even transfer with a lifetime. And when I hit her with the headed to Memphis, it was close to home. And so she was thinking about, you know, will she be able to just you know stay with my parents and just continue working where she's at for a little while and then move up with me? But I thought it was... <laughs> It was pretty hilarious just listening oh to you God. be upset about that. Because, you know, I understand that you were trying to quit a job that you loved. But I was like, they have another one up there. It's different. <laughs> and I was like, it's not like you can't just work at another gym. <laughs> like, Rachel's a certified personal trainer. Like, she can work literally at any gym. That she wants to in the whole world is just, you know, does she want to make that leap? Does she want to start that new beginning? And that's something that, you know, a lot of people struggle with no matter what it is. You know, even people can be qualified for something and still not want to do it. I think that's so crazy. <laughs> and But even like, so look at job applications nowadays. A lot of job applications will have... You know, we need you to have this, this, and this. It'll be like outlandish stuff. They'll they'll be asking for things that people, they'll be qualified for or they'll be not qualified for. And, you know, the people who will get the job can be either or. And that prevents people from wanting to actually, you know, start that process. You know, start, um, you know, throwing out their applications to certain kinds of jobs. Because they're not sure of what's going to happen. And that, you know, that type of anxiety is, is I think that's very prevalent in pretty much anybody, really. I, I can't think of, you know, a certain group of people that that shouldn't affect. But, you know, if you're, if you're trying to start something new that you've never done before, it's completely normal to just be. Uh, nervous about it and to be to feel like that you might fail because that's a possibility you might fail if if you think that you're going to do something that you've never done before and just hit it out of the park something's wrong with you because <laughs> that 
that rarely, rarely happens. There's very few people who singers, rappers, producers, uh, actors, actresses. There's no telling how many actors and actresses there are in that that move to California. Like, hey, I'm taking all my stuff. I'm selling it. I'm going to move to California and move to Los Angeles and become an actor or actress. That's probably half the homeless people out <laughs> and, and freaking uh, what they call it, Skid Row. Is that what Joe Rogan called that in that podcast, so. Skid Row? But yeah, there's there's so many people who are that attempt to do something and they fail, and that is completely fine. That should not stop you from starting something new. Is the fear of failure? the The fear of failure should be something that you thrive on. It's something that I thrive on because I get excited to fail. Like, I know that sounds crazy. It makes sense with how you do things. It makes sense. I get so excited. It's not so much I'm excited to fail as it is I'm excited to see how I'm going to deal with it. Like, Mm -hmm. if, if I had three wishes, one of my wishes would be to observe myself, to see how I react to things. Because... I like to put pressure on myself to do things like I, I don't have to be in school right now for full sale. I already know a lot of music stuff, but I'm still learning. And with that, it enables me to see if I can even do it. Like, can I get a second bachelor's degree? Can I actually finish the schooling? It's two years long. Can I handle that with a with a full time job and a wife and a dog that needs all my love and attention? <laughs> <All of> it. <laughs> so it's it's the it again it's I, yeah i say i love the fear of failure but it's, it's not so much that as it is i just want to see can i do it can i start something that i am unfamiliar with and then take that task and knock it out of the park and and do well and and that's just my personality i don't like to just do something like if i'm going to do something i want it to be you know, I'm, I'm going to blow it out of proportion. Somebody's like, hey, let's shoot some fireworks. I'm like, yo, we need to get some Roman candles and have a, ro- and have a what they call it, Roman fireworks war or whatever. <laughs> we, need a, we need to get one of those $600 fireworks. Like, I, I like to, I'm not an all or nothing type person, but I'm the type of person that if we're going to do something, I want it to be fun. You know, I want to I enjoy whatever I'm doing. So, again, if, if, if you fear starting something new and if you fear... Um, I guess just doing something that is out of your element. Just give it a shot. The worst that's going to happen is you're going to fail. End up right where you are. Yeah. And then you're (laughs) going to end up right where you are right now. Yeah. It's not that I'm like uh, fearful of failure. It's just, it's more that, you know, sometimes I like to take my failure in doses. Mm. (laughs) You know, like... Because like, you don't want to consistently feel yeah, like a failure. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I need to have a little bit of good with a little bit of bad. Yeah. Um, so I have to know that I'm ready for some aspect of the job, mm-hmm. which is, you know, even now that I have transferred from my original job I transferred here for to another job, it's testing me once again. And it's something that I was like, if I'm not going to do it now, like, what's the point of even doing it in the future? Yeah. You know? Like... If it's something I want to do, I might as well do it right now. I might as well get that experience under my belt right now. Because what's going to change with me later? I'm going to read a few more books. That's not experience. You know, that's not living through what you want to do. Yeah. So. There was, um, God, 
there was somebody I was listening to. Oh, it was Gary V. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of you, you might have seen uh, Gary V's or listened to Gary V's podcast. And if you follow him on Instagram, he posts all of his like podcasts or interviews that he does all the time. Dude's got amazing advice. Uh, he's not some crazy guru or anything, but what he does is he takes information that people should know and he brings it to light. Like he'll take something super simple uh, that everybody should be aware of and then he just says it and it's like you know light bulb clicks on duh. but yeah one of those nah duh moments but uh gary said something about um she what'd you just say <laughs> which part <laughs> what you literally just said. <laughs> about uh you no <laughs> this is a good question if we had a tape we could rewind it um i was mentioning about Dang, you don't even know what you just said. Right, you anyway. started talking about what I just said. Okay, just go. That's the whole reason why I brought the Gary Vee thing. But, shoot, yeah, that just ruins that. <laughs> I don't know. I but, don't know what I, was going I do follow Gary Vee's trainer. Well, used to be trainer, Syatt Fitness. It's a good follow-up. I have no idea who that is. It's, you should look it up. <laughs> He's a really good trainer. What does he, what does he train? Is it just like, uh, just random people? <laughs> Well, it was Gary Vee for the last several years. Um, That's the only person he trained? Yeah, a few years. Jesus. He was like... Gary (laughs) dishing out the money. (laughs) Well, uh, Gary Vee was in a a point where he would have to book a flight um, on a certain side of the plane because his neck was like creamed a certain way and he couldn't like his back hurt so much he couldn't move it in certain ways. That sounds awful. And so like his flexibility was like just this is as far as he could go um and now he's like all the way over because of Syat fitness uh he was he's traveled with him like through different countries and everything and he said he's worked with him every day uh like three times a day for like the last three years Hmm. so that just seems pretty impressive but yeah he's not working with him anymore i just figured i bring that up because he's a really good like fitness enthusiast and uh i don't know he's still building himself up and i thought you know he's he's got a lot of experience from gary v too so that's just like another good mesh right there oh okay well that still doesn't help me figure out (laughs) (laughs) what i was trying to say Uh, that's gonna bother me that would have made this whole podcast (laughs) (laughs) this would have got like a billion views if i remember this one thing that gary said well, what was I saying? I was talking about, um, I don't know. Let's skip it. Any anxiety or something? No, that was so long ago. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But anyways, so, uh, with me and my music, that was something that I just started with basically talking to people. So shout out to my homeboy leak. So I met him. January of 2018, yeah, January 2018, um, while I was in the Air Force, and basically, it started out, I was, we were just talking about music, and I think we were just listening to music while we were at work, and then I was like, yeah, I kind of, like, produce music or whatever, and I rap, and he was like, oh, for real? And And he did the same thing, too, and so, I was able to take what he knows and 
I was able to continue my growth from learning from him because he had been doing it for years and I had literally just started and I, I didn't know anything at all about not only the business, like I knew a little bit about, you know, uh, the, like the major labels like Universal and um, was it Warner, Warner Group, whatever, but um, I knew stuff like that. But as far as like getting into business and stuff like that, I think he knew a little bit more because he had, um, you know, been actually doing music and stuff like that. So. And then also there was other people that I started messaging and just trying to figure out more about music. And then I would go on websites and and Google, like Google, 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 everything. Whenever I had the chance to. Uh, Let's let mysteries. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Google shut up. <laughs> yeah, that was that was my phone uh, turning on because of Google. But um, yeah, so basically, whenever. I wanted to know some information, I would just find a person or just Google search it because that allowed me to take actions into my own hands and to figure something out because of, you know, I, I'm the type of person that, dang, now I remember the Gary What was it? <laughs> yeah, just me saying that. So Gary was talking about how he's the type of person that um, I think he says that if he does something instead of reading a book about it. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because he said he hates reading. He was like, he thinks reading is stupid. I mean, I'm sorry. I don't think he said that. I don't think he said like it's just stupid, but he he doesn't find it. uh I guess like the most efficient way to learn something. He thinks that, you know, if, if I can, you know, if I can do it, if I can just get my hands into it, then I can learn it. So for the type of, for some people, if they read something, they can learn it. But Gary was saying, you know, if I, if I just do it, I don't have to read about it. I don't have to Google search it. I don't have to read a book. If I just go out there and just do it. And if I fail, I fail, but I learned and so I don't need to just sit at home and read five books about how to become uh, a great violin player. I just start playing the violin. And if I if I take the time that it took me to read five books and just play the violin, then I can become just as good if I was just reading those books. So that was something I thought was very um very i guess intuitive for him to say because a lot of people they they feel like i know you're like this way you feel like if you don't know everything about a subject then you just don't do it you don't talk about it you don't want to have anything to do with it but gary was trying to point out that you're never going to know everything about something you're never going to be fully prepared for something so might as well just go ahead and do it and then figure it figure it out on along the way and so I, I really liked that what he was trying to say yeah and that's really honestly what pushed me into the job that i am taking monday <clears throat> proud to be me but um one thing you said earlier was that you google things and then you also go uh and find a person <laughs> that's something that i was talking to my friend to, uh, about the other day is that you literally like go to a famous person's either Instagram or you just mes message them, you find them on social media and you message them somehow and you ask them and you just talk to them about, hey, like, 
how do I get to like where you are or something along those lines? Or you just ask them about their product or try to buy something, you know, that they give in order to uh, learn how to be like them. And I was like, that's something I never even thought about. Like I want famous people to know that I think they're people too, but that's why I'm not, you know, stalking them and trying to like follow them around everywhere they go and being just like them and dressing like them and, you know, but I never took it to a point where I thought I could actually talk to them because I always think they have so much stuff going on in their hands. Why would they, why would they want to, uh, speak with me if they have all this stuff going on with them. Like, what do I know about a subject that they could relate to? Yeah. You know? And that's why I find it so, I guess, cool that you just never mind that. And you're like, hey, how's it going? Yeah. Like, you're you're actually treating them like they are equal instead of like me. I'm like, yeah, they're equal, but they don't want to talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Which, you know, I, I'm the type of person that I don't. I never feel like anybody is too good to to give out information. For instance, you know, I, I think that if if you are at a point to where you are a professional, you are the best at what you're doing. You know, if no no matter what you do, I don't feel like you have have to give out information. Again, I was talking about this with Sage. Like, I don't feel like Sage him being an absolute champion. I don't think he's obligated to be teaching young people, but at the same time, why not? Like, why not strengthen your, your, um, your audience that way? You know, you'll, you'll gain so many more people by just teaching people. Somebody comes up to you, Hey man, I just wanted to know how to do this throw or how to do this arm bar or something like that. He's like, yeah, cool. Let me show you right quick. That person, that's going to make their life and they're going to tell everybody they know that Sage Bender helped me do this. And they're going to be like, who's Sage Bender? Oh, let me show you. And then boom, that's going to spread like wildfire. So if you're a type of person who, um, who you're a professional at what you do, take the time out to just show somebody something that you know, because that person will never forget it. Um, while I was actually in Milwaukee a lot, I really feel like I don't have the time for that now, but I would get on uh, chat roulette all the time at night, and then I would just talk to random people. It would just be on there all the time, just talking to random people. And sometimes those people would have uh, like a like a guitar in their hand, or they would be singing, or they'd be doing something. I'd see something in the background. I'm like, yo, you do music? And they'd be like, yeah, but you know, I'm, I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to do that. And I don't know. I'm like, you know, stop all that. You just got to do it. I forget what other people are saying. It doesn't matter. Just do the music and then just put it out there. If it sucks, people are going to tell you it sucks. And then you're like, okay, that sucks. And then you move on. You know, you, you, you can't. Another thing that can cripple people is thinking that they're good. If you think that you're good, but you don't know that you're good, that can cripple you. <laughs> because you're just assuming that you're good at something. But if you don't have anybody telling you something and that's a, that's another thing Gary V brought up is people underest or overestimating their worth because you can sit back and think that you're worth a billion dollars but if nobody wants to pay you a billion dollars guess what you're not worth a billion dollars so nobody cares about you so if you 
if you are overestimating, you know, your talents, then your talent's not going to grow and whatever you're trying to begin in your life isn't going to prosper. So make sure that whatever you're doing, um, whether you are, you know, a, a, a pro at it or if you are unsure about it, make sure that you continue to just, um, I guess, talk to people about it and and continue to take that thing and and just spread it out amongst people yeah and uh to be piggyback on top of that um what you said about teaching younger people that's something that i actually i never saw myself teaching swim lessons that was a little thing that i went into uh college and they needed somebody to teach swim lessons and i needed a job so i jumped in on that which got me a job at lifetime and I think I've learned so much about myself just from teaching all these different ages of kids and now I've been teaching adults as well. And me being afraid to take that step to be a personal trainer when I've been certified for almost over a year now uh, is the anxiety of me training a person in weights has just completely went away just because I've taught a person swim lessons, a grown adult, and I only have the experience from college which was a few months and it was very simple i mean so that that's just that's pretty much all i gotta say about that is just gaining experience from teaching all age types and just going out there and taking it day by day so all right everybody uh thank you for tuning in for this episode of the podcast and hopefully uh, in the future we'll can continue to have great conversations about things that you know, people struggle with and hopefully we can motivate you to get out there and do something. Um, next time, I believe I might have on a guest, but it might be Rachel again. So don't be disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right, everybody. Thank you. Thank you.